some bits of paper in your packs that we'll refer to. Um, in, in, inventively labelled template one, two and three. Um, okay, so we're going to be um, talking about uh, a project um, in which we looked at students' perceptions of their engagement in a process of, well, it was actually an action research project, um, in which we trialled pedagogists to develop doctoral ED students' um, critical writing and peer reviewing skills through involving them in peer assessment. So as I say, it was an action research project, so um, I'm going to go through what we started out with, which were the issues that we'd become aware that we needed to address. I'll summarise what we did uh, for the actual project, and then I'll talk about the data we collected, which is still ongoing, and what seem to be the themes that are emerging from that. Uh, I'll just quickly explain where we're up to with it, and then start thinking ahead about what some of the implications might be. And I know that quite a few of the issues will resonate um, just from what other speakers have said today. So these were the issues we started with. Um, first, that I think developing critical writing is it's a challenge. It's a challenge for students. It's a challenge for supervisors to know how to support students. And whilst we're really good in our feedback, aren't we, at saying, be more critical, you know, how good are we at actually unpicking what that means? How do you be more critical? What the hell does it mean? I know somebody earlier said we need to be much more explicit and unpick what we mean by this. So that was the, the main challenge, if you like. But also, um, I've been running the EdD programme at Leicester for four years now, and it's become increasingly obvious to me that there are certain affective barriers to students receiving feedback Someone at a, a more kind of multidisciplinary um, conference where I was talking about this said, oh, is it because they're teachers and they're not used to being criticised? <laughs> I thought, well, I've never thought about that, actually. But, um, but, but <laughs> bearing in mind that, like yours, I guess, most of our students are uh, professional people, head teachers, not spring chickens for the most part. You know, they're 30s, 40s, 50s, well-established professionals, some near retirement. And yet taking critical feedback can be really difficult. And one student who's um, an English teacher in her 40s came to me one day and said, Joan, my supervisor's been nasty to me. <laughs> and I was really quite shocked. And, and actually when we went over what the supervisor had said, yes, it was to the point. It could perhaps have been a little bit more fluffy, but it wasn't actually a personal attack, but the way the student interpreted it was, you know, you're rubbish and, and her self-esteem needed quite a lot of rebuilding. Um, also, this has been mentioned, and, and I think was Katie's starting point to an extent, our students are full-time uh, professionals, part-time students. They start the programme with an induction weekend that they, that's buzzing and that they love, and we do an annual summer school, but outside of that time, the only contact they have with the university is, is Skype or email with the supervisor. They're really isolated. So we wanted to, to find ways to engage them meaningfully um, in a, a research community so that they felt they had something to contribute and to gain. And our general feeling was that, that we needed to consciously develop uh, our own pedagogy, both <laughs> as workshop leaders but also as supervisors, to develop criticality and also what I'd call researcher resilience because going back to that student who found it hard to take the criticism on an early assignment, you know, it occurred to me that 
peer review is such a, a massive part of academic life, isn't it? And yet, how often do we actually make explicit how that can make you feel? Um, and actually what to expect and learn to develop that resilience so that when you get a trashing from the second reviewer, um, you are able to get that in perspective and, and start to think about how you can improve your work rather than seeing it as an assessment of your very essence. And, and that's something that we don't make explicit and I think we could. So we thought um, we'd like to try to find ways to get students involved meaningfully in peer review. So this is where we were trying to go with it. <clears throat> so the actual project, um, we, we draw very much in the work on Kamler and Thompson's notions of writing as social practice, and also um, Murray's idea of making writing relational. So an important emphasis in the work really is on the social aspects um, of, of learning and also of critical writing, so that we're moving away from the notion of writing as a lone activity that's take, undertaken in isolation from colleagues to a social activity. Um, if we had longer, I'd talk about the benefits of, of writing retreats, and Katie was very kind in inviting Phil and me to, to um, attend a writing retreat she organised, which completely turned the way I saw writing, actually. That changed. It was a big light bulb moment for me. Um, so this is very much inspired what we're doing as well. So we ran a weekend, a critical writing weekend, during which students um, had opportunities to work with others. There were 10 students all together to develop an awareness of what critical writing is, um, to practice and develop their own critical writing, and to provide constructive critical feedback through a peer assessment process to other students. And this was our way of starting to get them integrated into the research community in a meaningful way. This was the beginnings of it. So during that weekend, we started on the Friday uh, with a brief introduction followed by lunch. But before the weekend, we'd sent out, we'd asked students to send us a draft of a piece of work that they wanted to improve. Those drafts we then sent out to two other students. So everybody commented on two students work and everybody had their work commented on by two others. Friday afternoon we set up a round table and they were required to feedback publicly the notes they'd made on the other students work. So there was a lot of anxiety about that, there was lots of joking and nervousness over lunch but they did it really well. That made them bond I think and it was a residential so they were all together for, for dinner and all the rest of it. On the Saturday, um, Phil and I led a couple of workshops. Um, Phil started with a workshop on what he called positive criticality, which you probably want to explain. Yeah, I, I think I, I do mostly master's work. Um, and one of the things that I, I started to really pick up a few years ago is that a lot of students misunderstand what criticality is. And they actually see it as quite a destructive process. It's about picking something apart and criticising it. So what I did, two things I did that on, on that session, first of all was to get them to think about it being far more synthetic, about actually engaging with different viewpoints and then beginning to try to see how new perspectives <coughs> and new ideas could emerge from joining those ideas together, that actually if you just deconstruct something and then don't reconstruct something that's new, actually you don't, you're only doing half the job. So actually it should be a very, very positive exercise. 
And then having, having talked about that, the other thing that, that sort of then went into the writing clearly and critically was to actually give them, unbeknown to them, a paper by myself and a colleague. And it was the first draft of a paper and asked them just to have a look through and actually see what they made of it. And we then had a short discussion about it. They sort of said, well, yeah, it's okay, but it's not brilliant. Could have done with this, this, and this. And then I actually showed them the final version of that paper that was submitted and accepted in, in a journal. They said, oh, yeah, that's much better. And I said, okay, that's draft 26. And actually, this has gone backwards and forwards, and we've polished it, and we've developed it, and there's major rewrites. Really to get them to think also about criticality about their own work and actually that developing a really good piece of writing is, is actually something that takes time and has to be crafted and that you can't just do it on a first draft. And yet what was really interesting is that just talking to them, and it's, it's a conversation I've had at lots of different levels in the past, their perception of really high quality academics is actually that because they're dead intelligent and experienced and dead good academics, they can just basically write. They can write it in one. They can write it in one go. You know, they, they believe that really experienced researchers just sort of sit down, having got their results, and they just write the paper out, and that they can just do it straight away, and that therefore that's what they should be aiming for, rather than seeing it as something that is is a really at times really quite painful task and I think I think that really opened up their eyes to, to just how difficult the process is that they're actually undertaking. Uh, yes yeah, so the second workshop um, <clears throat> which one uh, was one I led on writing clearly and critically at the head of the workshop I sent them what um, no, actually, the first template I should have mentioned was what we sent out to the students when they were assessing each other's work. I just put these in because they may be useful to you. And they continued to use that. I'll talk a bit more about that in a minute. The second one, um, for the Writing Clearly and Critically workshop, I sent out an article, a journal article I just thought was a pretty well-written article that might be of general interest. Um, and I asked them to use template two to make some notes on what made the paper effective in terms of focusing on use of language, argumentation, structure uh, and so on. So they all came to the session armed with notes that they could talk from. So I think this is a technique that almost subconsciously now we've both started to use in our teaching generally. We've been doing a um, a year-long uh, action research project on a, with a, a master's group where we've used similar techniques and a lot of them are international students who find it difficult to join in with the discussions if they haven't done some preparation beforehand in terms of language and some of the key phrases and so on. So when they, they're armed with something ahead, a structure, an article, they can come empowered so that they can actually join in the discussion. So I asked them to feed back to me as a group what, what made this paper effective and we talked through could it be improved, are there things that you might want to do differently. If you were the reviewer what would you tell this person and that took quite a lot of the time actually and, and taught me that they already knew quite a lot. They had this sort of latent knowledge of what critical writing was. It made them realise that as well and they started to liken it to giving feedback to their own students. So um, I won't go into more detail on that, but I did look at things like how you can edit your work to get out the redundant words and 
all of the sort of overstatement. And then they went away, redrafted and swapped papers again. And this time they used template three to feed back to each other specifically on uh, language use and argumentation and structure. Um, five minutes left. Five minutes, right. <laughs> Nowhere near. Okay, and then the, the next section um, of the weekend was that we, we told them that their challenge for the weekend was they were going to have to form an editorial board and create an online journal. Um, they were going to be the board. And we gave them some pointers, but only for about an hour. And then we withdrew. We said we'd be available to consult in another room. And then for the rest of the weekend, they were to decide roles and responsibilities, the title of the journal, the scope of the journal, um, and who was going to do what, and a timeline to get the first issue out by June. This was March. And they were to present their plan to us uh, on Sunday lunchtime, which they did and we were amazed by, absolutely amazed. Um, this is the journal. I don't know if we've got internet here, but you'll get these slides, of course. So it doesn't look like we have. Yes. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay, yeah. right. So it's now on to about its fifth issue. We've had um, a Jamaican special issue. We've had... Uh, so... And it's just changed editor. The, the guy who was the editor is now very close to submission. So we're looking at succession planning. This doesn't seem to want to do anything. But, ah, there we are. I mean, obviously, I haven't got time to go in this um, at detail, but I do hope you'll have a look and even consider asking your students to submit to us. So the idea of the bridge is it's, it's bridging theory and practice, if you like. Um, that was their, their choice. Um, so there are all sorts of things in here, um, position papers, literature reviews, research articles, think pieces, book reviews. So supremely professionally well done, and I mean, I, I take no credit for this. This has been students' um, self-sustaining work. Uh, right, so ever so quickly, um, we collected data in the form of interviews before the Critical Writing Weekend, interviews after it, and then we're just doing a current uh, third phase of interviews, which is now two years on from when, they, when the Critical Writing Weekend happened. And we've also got the peer review feedback that they've provided to each other through the journal, so we can look at how they're um, giving feedback to each other. Um, did you want to talk through the pre-weekend? Yeah, just, just very quickly, just re reiterating really, um, that, that actually before the weekend there was that very clear notion of sort of self-doubt and actually seeing feedback potentially as being damaging and hurtful. I think there was a real anxiety before the weekend and feeling, feeling that actually feedback within their studies can be something that they see as, as really, in, in some sense, problematic. But at the same time, really, really keen to get engaged and involved and to develop that side of, of their understanding. So really, really keen to be engaged. Right, try to be quick. Um, you can just tell me to shut up, please. <laughs> and then the post-weekend interviews, they all felt that they, knew, they now understood more about critical writing. They were more confident. They altered their approach to writing, much more self-aware in terms of what they were doing in their own writing. Giving feedback to others helped them to see their own in a new light. 
Um, positive experience of being involved with the journal. Two years on, it's evident that some have put a lot more into it than others, but hey, that's life. Um, social aspects of learning were really important. The feeling of belonging to a student community, absolutely vital. And they even went as far as to say the weekend was transformational. They enjoyed it, they were confident, and they really enjoyed being involved in peer review and learnt an awful lot from it. And it's a proper open access peer review <coughs> journal. Um, I did put some quotes up that just give some uh, illustrative insights into what the students' uh, experiences were, but I guess we're almost out of time to do that. Okay. Shall I keep going? Just let you. Just go to the implication. Yeah. So currently we're on the third round, as I say. Um, possible implications. Should we be building opportunities into programmes to do this? Um, this was funded by the HEA, so we had lots of money to throw around, which was great. So it was free to the students. Um, fostering and encouraging critical friendship, I think, is actually something we need to make explicit in our programmes. And to build that resilience, criticality, and, and also this self-sustaining postgraduate community that doesn't depend on us as individuals. On the back of this, we've been asked by the Graduate Dean to run supervisor training now on developing student criticality. This is university-wide. So we're just running a series of five uh, workshops. On These are the, uh, the titles. We've just done the third one. Um, which don't, they don't draw crowds, to be fair, but it's the beginning. Um, but we do have interesting people from uh, medicine and engineering and psychology. People have got the same issues, actually, as we have. And, Sorry, Phil. And all, all I was going to add to that is that what we've now done over the past year is actually backed it into masters. Yeah. So we now actually, in, in the summer term, as we move into their dissertation phase, we'll have two one-day writing workshops for the students to come along as they go into their dissertation phase and we're using a lot of the lessons that we've learned from this in that. What it's also done with some other work that I've done with um, people from our English language teaching unit is that we don't actually call research methods research methods anymore at master's level, we call it research literacy. And we actually embed notions of critical writing and reading within the research methods course as actually integral parts of doing research. And, and a lot of that has actually flown, uh, flowed in from the research that we did here to begin with. So it, it's, it's actually extending beyond the original context as well. Thank you. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you.